0: So we're at HealthAid Chats. I have Patrick Lee. Um, he was the founder of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, one of the famous sites associated so with movie ratings. Um, so I'm Barry, the co-founder and CEO of Health Aid. We aim to democratize health information that's verified by health experts. In this case, we don't have a health expert here, but we have someone who's been there and done that experience. Um, the whole topic around today is preventive health and optimizing. Your well-being and health for startups or founders, who potentially are very busy, are on limited amount of budget, and um, are strained for potentially many years. Welcome, Patrick. Hi, thanks, Barry. It's nice to see you again. So, um, you're now a father. So, congratulations. Um, how's everything yeah, going you. there? Uh, good. My, my
1: daughter just uh, turned nine months old yesterday. So. Great. Um, She's She's crawling. She's uh, speaking a little bit like she can say mama and she's just started saying baba. And um, yeah, she's amazing.
0: Great. And um, have you changed your work schedule since uh, you've become a father or has it been similar given that you want to spend more time with your kid?
1: Well, I think because of COVID, you know, now everything I do is remote. So the nice thing with that is I'm always home now. Um, so I'm able to spend a lot more time, um, you know, with my wife and, and daughter than I think I would have if I, if I was uh, still working, you know, in an office or something like that.
0: Oh, great. And um, has that impacted your productivity at all, um, being completely remote? Um, do, do you believe in that model for startups at an early stage or should we hybrid or more towards depending on what task you have to do in general? Um,
1: when, you know, pre-COVID, I was a big believer in having everyone in the same office. I just felt like it's uh, easier and faster to kind of stay synced up and coordinated um, when you can just grab someone, go into a, a, a room and, and talk through and, you know, whiteboard something out. Uh, I still feel like that is quite valuable, but I think with COVID it forced everyone to go remote um you know i definitely see advantages there too i mean it's obviously nice um that you can hire people from around the world you know assuming you can sync up on the time zones uh, and you don't even have to have an office depending on you know the size of your company that's that's really nice uh, you don't have people don't have to worry about a commute um, mm-hmm. to work that's really huge too so I, from those perspectives those are all really nice you know not having to do meetings as often uh, you know, in person is great because for same reasons, like you don't have to worry about commute. Typically when you meet in person, you, you wanna block off at least like an hour a lot of times. Um, whereas when it's online, you can kind of back to back like 30 minutes at a time and it still works and you can still kind of get everything you need done in that time. So it's just a lot more efficient. Uh, as far as productivity, I feel like if if the people are able to work kind of on their own, they're good about communication, um, being able to stay synced up through, you know, WhatsApp, whatever programs you're using Slack, uh, it's not, I think it's definitely doable. If it's a point where, you know, if it's someone that maybe if they're not being directly supervised or not working, then then I think it's not, that doesn't work at all. and And you can't really have those folks in a remote environment. But if they're able to, if they're very self-motivated and, and able to work, you know, asynchronously with everyone else, I, I totally think it's, it's doable.
0: Great points there. Um, so let's have a look at Patrick's Lee day. Um, so do you have virtual assistants? What apps do you use? Um, how does it go? What time do you wake up? Do you exercise? Do you meditate? Do you practice spiritual things? Do you have self-affirmations? love to hear about patrick Lee's day i'm um, no i i have i think almost none of those
1: things um okay. i'm not uh i wouldn't say i'm like any kind of expert or anything around the stuff uh, for me i'm trying to get on a better schedule but you know typically it's like i'll sleep at like two or three you know i want to, i still try and give myself eight hours of sleep um so my day tends to start i would say closer to 11 um you know, uh, I'll probably do two to three hours of calls and meetings virtually. Uh, ideally, I use uh, motion to help with scheduling, um, which is very helpful. I try to keep, have everything bunched up together. So for example, today, all my calls are from two to five, three hours of calls, but it's extremely condensed and focused together. That's That's been very helpful. Um, I try to walk, you know, uh, three, three, four times a week. If I, if I can, I try, I'd like to eat better. Um, but it's kind of inconsistent. Uh, I try to get, you know, eight hours of sleep. I use an app called, um, what's it called? Uh, way of life, which lets you, um, create, uh, different things that you want to accomplish in a day. It's like, and then you can mark it off like with a green or red box or whatever, and you can put notes if needed, and so I use that to track things like did I exercise, did I eat well, did I sleep well, et cetera and um, and then it's kind of nice because you can see for the week how did you do versus the previous weeks um, and it gives me a little bit more motivation to try to do those things because I, I like it you know obviously better when you have more green check marks or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also use. I think it's called zero, which is like a fasting app, which is, um, yeah, which is kind of, uh, you know, I'm not like strict on it, but it's kind of nice to know, uh, help track my eating patterns and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was, that's about it for me. I don't use a virtual assistant. I basically use email as my to-do list. So everything I try to, you know, someone asks me to do something. If I don't have time, I'll just email myself to do it. Um, so I track that. Uh, and I use Gmail for my to sort all that stuff out. Um, Gmail, I set it up so that, you know, there's a starred versus the important versus the um, everything else categories. And so I can star the ones that I really need to get done that day. Um, the everything else is stuff that's like, not work related. And then the important is work related but I don't have to necessarily do it that day and so I try to um so it helps me prioritize Uh, and then if I'm more busy what I'll do is I will only deal with the previous days kind of tasks like emails so any emails that come in today if it's not urgent I'll put into a folder called tomorrow and I won't worry about it until tomorrow and that way when I get up ideally I know how many emails I need to go through that day and that's basically my to-do list. And that's and I can use the priority stuff, like the starring and, and all that stuff to help organize um, when I do what emails went, you know, at what time. And those emails are kind of also like my to-do list.
0: Oh, wow. So there's a lot of things that you sort of block out and structure your day to make sure you're focused on the task at hand without getting distracted by different things. In between. Yeah, I
1: mean, and yep. even then, it's still not yep. easy because... There's so many like messenger apps and things. Yeah. I have WhatsApp, Slack, Telegram, Discord, you know, <laughs> Facebook and Messenger, all on my desktop. You know, plus I have a bunch more on my phone. I typically will do a, a round of all my major apps once in the morning, um, and uh, and so I don't really check them like like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. I check it like once a day for the most part. Um, And then I have the ones that I actually need for work all on my computer. Uh, And yeah, and basically my day is try to work through my email, which is also my to-do list. And then if people message me on some random one of these messaging apps, I might, you know, I may respond, but like Slack and Discord for the most part, I also just check it once a day. And unless someone's directly messaging me about something, I'm not going to worry about it until tomorrow because it's too easy for those kinds of things to get caught up and, and be not productive.
0: Great. So when did you get onto that habit? Did it happen from the start or you had a problem there and then you are like, Oh no, geez, I have to change the way I do things. I can't answer these notifications, you know, every hour or so.
1: Um, I think as I, as I came, I just would always figure out, like think about how could I try to be a little bit more efficient on, yep. on things Um. You know, I'm, I'm pretty OCD, so it's like I don't like to miss anything. Yeah. Um. But then it, it got to a point where, you know, trying to maintain inbox zero is difficult if you will answer every email that comes in. But getting to inbox zero, I mean, it's still not easy, but it's definitely more doable if every email that comes in today you put till tomorrow and you only worry about the previous day. That means when you wake up, you know, like, and you move all your ones from tomorrow in. Yeah. Um, you're like, I have 30 emails I have to go through today. Yeah. And at least you have... Some sent- and you answer those 30 emails, you essentially are inbox zero for today, right? Um, so there's things like that. I've tried to-do list apps. Generally, I found it wasn't that effective for me. So it actually worked much better for me to basically just make my email the to-do list. So if it's like, if I had to remind myself something like, don't forget to buy groceries, I'll just email myself, buy groceries.
0: That's a really good idea.
1: It's all in one place. Yeah.
0: That yeah. sort of offloads your brain, doesn't it, at the time? and yep. then you know notice- I've seen people who do it through the
1: calendar Yep. um but and I will do a lot of meetings and sometimes certain tasks through the calendar but for the most part I, I like to just keep an email because I I'm always my email is always open in front of me whereas a calendar is like a different tab that I'll jump to if I need to
0: Yep. um do you use any visualization tools or things so for example when you started Rotten Tomatoes did you sit there in the woods or something like that and thought about the idea at all, or did it just come naturally while you're walking around, or just in a busy environment? And my I co-founder Sen was the one. Pardon? Sorry,
1: Sen, my co-founder Sen was the one who actually yeah. came up with the idea for Ron Tomato, so I, I didn't create the the site. Um, we have had times back in the day where we would need to think through something, and we would go in, uh, you know, to a conference room, let's say, with a whiteboard, and we could just whiteboard it out, and, and so we would do that a lot.
0: Yeah. Great, and how much time do you recommend blocking out for a brainstorm session in in general, or there is no guidelines around that? Um, is there a- uh generally, if it was important,
1: we didn't really have you know i mean usually uh, a, a hour to three hours would probably be enough for most things. you yes. know some things might take long a little bit longer than that, but generally most things you can get. Get to a pretty good spot
0: within that time frame. Great. And um, in terms of the founders you've seen successful ones, um, what have you noticed consistent with the health or well-being type of regimes, or around their organisational skills that you've seen maybe in yourself or others that you could share? The,
1: the thing I've realized across all founders, all startups, I believe that is the most critical thing is is to be focused and not do too much. Um, in the yep. early days. Right. So, uh, you know, like Amazon only sold books, they went public selling books, um, only selling only books, you know, Facebook only started in Harvard. Right. Uh, Google was just simple text search in the beginning. Um, you know, every fast food chain just sells one type of food. Right. Uh, every social media platform start off doing just one, basically one feature. Right. Like Twitter. Is a status update, essentially. Um, And they were all very distinct from one another, right? So what I've seen is generally the best founders, the the companies you've seen that are successful, go back to the beginning. They're extremely focused. And when you're extremely focused, you're not biting off more than you can chew. When you don't bite off more than you chew, you have a better chance of doing a really good job with it. But also you can do it within like the time and money constraints that are reasonable when you bite off more than you can chew, generally, you're not going to be able to do it. It's going to take a lot of money and time to do it. Um, and even if you do do it, you're not doing a good job on it, right? And yeah. that is extremely stressful. And stress is a huge factor that can affect your health.
0: That's very, very great insights um, in relation to how we're talking about health. Um, <laughs> we're talking about, <laughs> I know your whole, the reason why I spoke to you was how you, you, you often talk about to the public, you know, doing one thing at a time. And it does relate to your health. I mean, if you're doing six things at the same time, how, how can you do everything as well as each other or causes more stress? Hence why, you know, I spoke to you around, you know, how, how do you remove all your distractions and try to structure your day so you can actually focus on one thing at a time, which is probably the theme I'm, I'm hearing here. Um, Any other tips you have for founders when they, they've noticed maybe their mental health is going down or, you know, they're failing so much, as part of the journey, you've seen some articles out there on TechCrunch and things like that, which talk about that loneliness or isolation as a founder. Um, any, any insights around that topic, Patrick? I mean,
1: again, I would say by far the best thing that they can do is focus and not do too many things. And if it's not working, doing more things is not going to help. It's actually probably cutting out things or even possibly pivoting to something else But even if you pivot to keep that super focused, doing less is the best way to reduce your stress, right? You know, so that's by far number one, I would say the other thing that can be helpful if you are in a situation where you're pretty stressed out and depressed and all those things is the basics, go back to the basics, like get eight hours of sleep, you know, if you haven't been sleeping well, you've been sleeping four hours a night for like weeks or months, then go and just sleep for like 12 hours straight or something. You know, uh unplug a little bit, you know. Yep. You know, even if you're really busy, try to like take a weekend, something, unplug, get some exercise, yep. you know, improve your diet, right? The problem is usually when you get really busy, your sleep suffers. You don't have time to exercise, your diet suffers, you're probably doing a lot of fast food and takeout. Um yep. and that just compounds everything. So yeah, going to basics on those things. Um, the last thing I would say would be uh, you know, maintaining your network of friends and family. Yep. Um, unfortunately, when you get really busy, you're doing a startup, et cetera, uh, or you know something like you had a baby. A lot of times you get so busy, you stop connecting with friends and family. and the problem is when things go bad and you get depressed, you don't have that like support network around you. Um, it's important, regardless of how busy you are, to try to maintain some level of of this of your friends and family around you Um, these days you know people are much more used to zoom and 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 virtual uh, you know at least message with people text message if you can do a call do a call like if it's someone very close to you set up a weekly call or at least a monthly call you know things like that so you at least have someone that you can kind of vent to share your problems hear a, a outside perspective you know whatever and who can be there if you are like depressed, especially if you're extremely depressed, you know, in a dangerous state, your friends and family need to know about that so they can come and help you, right? Um, So I would say that would be my other thing is basically those three things is focus, number one. Number two, uh, the basics, exercise, sleep, diet. Number three, you know, maintain your connections of friends and family.
0: Great, and do you recommend having a coach or someone like, engaging in the executive coach or mentor or something like that around it at an early stage or um i've never used an executive coach i did have advisors and
1: and yep. some folks who kind of mentored me uh i've advised and mentored um many many companies and founders uh i think it can be helpful i don't it could be helpful from a focus perspective if, if the yep. advisor or mentor is good about that. Um, or the executive coaches are good around that. Uh, I think, you know, but those things, an executive coach costs money, which yep. you, the, the startup founder that is extremely stressed, that might be something that's not readily available to them. So, but I think things like setting aside time to exercise, sleep, diet, yep. you don't need, you don't necessarily they need don't the rest of- yep. Yep. Sure. being good about scheduling some time for friends and family. Again, you don't need a coach for that. Um the focusing, yeah, an advisor or mentor, things like that, I think can be helpful for that particular aspect. Um, if, if that's something that they believe in and not all of them, you know, know or believe in it.
0: Last question. Um, so this is an interesting one. I've found some founders um, use it as an escape, like working on their startup as an escape from the, you know, the corporate rat race grind et cetera. Is that a good idea? Is that healthy to say, this is my passion? Do you know what I'm saying? This is where my heart is and you, you kind of forget about everything else around you and just work on it after work. You know, you're like your nine to five job and then you're like smashing it out. You forget about your family and et cetera. Do you have any thoughts about that? Should, should your startup be your passion or should it literally be like, like a systematic process where you're trying to experiment and, you know, solve the problem? Um, or, or is your vis- is the vision, your passion there? Or what? what's your thoughts or your take on that in terms of successful startups? Because you hear a lot, you know, about should be your passion or you're going to give up and blah, blah, blah. You should work on it until you're close to lack of sleep. You know, you hear those founder stories consistently. What's your take on that from a reality point of view?
1: Um, I mean, a lot of times you, a lot of these projects do start off, many of them start off as, passion projects, right? Ron Tomatoes, my co-founder, Sen, did it on the side. He was working for us at our design firm and he came up with it and he did it in his free time. You know, uh, Yahoo, I think it was, they were at Stanford and they were doing it for fun on the side. Um, Facebook, right? A lot of times that is something that happens. I think uh, Apple, right? Steve Nausieck was just messing around with the computer stuff for fun. Um, I think passion definitely helps. Uh, and if it's something that you're passionate about and you're having fun with, then it's not necessarily a bad thing that you're putting in a lot of time onto it, um, because you're enjoying it, right? It's like a hobby. Uh, I think the main thing is making sure that you still have some balance, um, when you're doing it, that you're not completely ruining your sleep, exercise, diet, you know, not talking to friends and family. I think because those things can be, can be dangerous if you start doing that, um, to an extreme level, um. And, but, but I don't think it's mutually exclusive with having a passion versus systematically approaching it. You can still be, you can still be focused with your passion. You can still be systematic uh, and approach it in a way that increases the chance of success of that thing.
0: Right. And is there a point where you should throw in the towel at all? Or do you just keep going? Uh,
1: Um, I would say it depends on what you mean by throwing the towel. There's two different versions. One is, um, I'm just not going to do a startup. Period. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think that is really dependent on if you have the time, have the interest, have the money, have the support, or not, right? Um, and if you if you're just like I'm, burned out. I don't want to do this. I don't care about doing a company anymore. I'll just go back to corporate my or whatever. High paid, my high My high pay Then that's fine. Yep. Yeah. And then the other version is your particular um, idea. And it could be like, I wanna do a startup, but this one's not working. Let me try some pivots around this idea or let me just stop this idea and start a whole new idea. You wow. know. And so you can consider that to be kind of giving up, but I think that's actually pretty normal to be pivoting when you're trying to come up with a company. Um, Ron Tomatoes was my third company. You, know, uh, you look at Mark Zuckerberg, he did multiple ideas before he happened yeah. on Facebook. You right. look at like uh, Max Levchin with PayPal, like he had worked on a bunch of random ideas before PayPal. It's pretty normal to uh, experiment and pivot. Um, and uh, it can be actually a bad thing if something's not working and you just keep pushing away at it and it's just, yeah. not, it's just not getting there. And the numbers and, every, and the data and everything
0: are telling you it's not working. Great. All right. Um, thanks for all those great insights and wisdom, Patrick. Um, Hopefully our audience will enjoy that and find some kind of useful tips there they can actually act on from a a real world being there, done that experience. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks you for having me.
0: No problem.